And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. Who's that strange-looking man behind you? That's Carl. I met him at the laundry, man. Sam Spade Detective Agency. Sam, sweetheart. I don't know what to do, Rabbi. Every night he listens to the radio. I can't keep him away. The Lone Ranger, uh, the Shadow, the Master Avenger. Uh, this is not good. It tends to induce bad values, false dreams, lazy habits. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? <laughs> Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the vivacious Lisa Wolf. In this hour, it's an action-packed episode of Yours Truly, Johnny Dollar, starring Bob Bailey from 1958. But first, Lisa, I want to spend a few minutes talking about this magazine right here, Good Old Days. They're one of our longtime sponsors of Hollywood 360. And, uh, folks, if you are not a Good Old Days magazine subscriber, you're really missing out. Look, Lisa, I have the... Brand new issue, the September-October issue uh, in my uh, grubby little hands here. And there's some really great articles in here, and um, including the article that I wrote. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying it's the best article okay. in here, because there's a lot of great articles. Uh, but, this, but it's way up there. It's definitely uh, way, way, way up there. And, you know, I uh, I even have an expert on this magazine on the phone line with us. Is that right? An expert. She's an expert because she's the editor of Good Old Days magazine, Kathy Lynch. Hi, Kathy. Hi, how Kathy. are you? I'm good. Hi, Carl. Hi, Lisa. How are y'all doing? Great. We're excited to have you with us. We're good. We're good, Kathy. Um, it's always great to talk to you. Hey, I am uh, I am really excited about the magazine because... Um, there's some great art. I mean, there's some really great articles. There's always great articles in good old days. But um, do me do me a favor. Tell our listeners who maybe are new listeners that don't know about the magazine. Tell them a little bit about this wonderful magazine, Good Old Days. Well, the magazine's been around a long time. This is the uh, we we say that this is the magazine that remembers the best. Mm-hmm. And that's what we do. We're, we look back at the old days. We get. Lots of submissions from people all over the country that just want to share their stories from their childhood and their youth, and that's what we do, and that's what you're looking at right now, and the September-October issue is a great one. Can you believe it's September time already? No, I can't. Oh, my goodness. It's crazy, and in this issue, we've got lots of stuff um, about school, school starting. That's always fun, but you know, there's always different kind of lessons being learned. People shared with us about learning how to ride bikes, learning how to square dance. We learned, we read about a bride learning from. You're not going to believe her first cooking lesson. Her mother-in-law. Yes, I mean all kinds of stuff in here, and uh, we we put out. You know, we let people know what we're looking for, and I, I have to tell you this: in this order, in this magazine, we talk about shenanigans. And Carl, I, I can only imagine the shenanigans that you had never. going on when you were a child. Never, never. I was never a child. I was, I was hatched. <laughs> He's still a child. I was hatched, and um, I was hatched as an adult. 
You know what, Kathy? I think that's exactly what I see in the magazine is what you just mentioned. When I read these articles, it sparks my own memories and it makes me remember some of my, let's say, shenanigans or recipes or riding a bike and all of those things that happened to me. So I feel like we can all relate when we read these uh, really nice stories. You know, the one that really uh, appealed to me is about going back to school. You know, I don't know if you know this. Um, but when I was in college, I studied to be an astronaut. Did you know that, Kathy? Oh, but you know, I don't. I, I didn't know that, but I'm. I'm not surprised. I took up space. <laughs> I walked right into that, Carl. I think you're the only one that hadn't heard that joke yet, Kathy. So um, we all just oh, obliged. That was your birthday gift. That was your belated birthday gift. Thank there. you, Kathy. Thank you. Thank you. But you got you guys do an amazing job, and I know you have other magazines within the parent company Annie's. But I think this is the crown jewel of all of the magazines, and I'm familiar with them all because I'm a big Annie's fan. But uh, Good Old Days is my favorite because if I were to, like, make a magazine that my listeners would want to read, if I was the publisher or the editor of a magazine, I would make Good Old Days. This is the exact magazine that our listeners would love to have. And, folks, there's a special offer for everyone listening. If you want to join and subscribe to this magazine six times a year, each full-color, eight-and-a-half by 11 issue. Features dozens of nostalgic stories and vintage photos, home cooking recipes, original illustrations, quizzes, vintage advertisements, much, much more. And because you're a listener of Hollywood 360, all you have to do is go to our homepage, hollywood360radio.com, and click on the Good Old Days banner, you will be sent to a special page that uh, will save you 75%, right? 75% off the uh, cover price. It's amazing. It's amazing. We're we're happy to do it. We love partnering with you. And, and Carl, when you write, even in our story, it just... And I will tell you, in our surveys every time, you're right at the top. Oh. You are always right at the top. Really? So, yeah, I do. I write an an article about the golden age of radio. I take a specific series. This this, uh, issue, it's all about Sherlock Holmes, Basil Rathbone, Nigel Bruce. And um, and then we give you a special uh, code. You can go and uh, digitally download a half-hour episode of uh, Sherlock Holmes. So every single issue... You get that as a as a thank you from uh, from us for listening to the show, and uh, and so what what Kathy is saying is they do uh, surveys with all of their readers, and uh, my article is up there, huh? It's in the top like five. It is. Oh they man! Love you. Oh my gosh! You are loved. Yes. Oh, that's so it. nice. We enjoy it, and we look forward to to reading it every every time. So tell us about the who won some. Did people win candy this time? There's a tell us about the candy contest. You know. The candy contest, well, and you have to find the candy stick, and there's a picture of a candy stick, and you, you look for it throughout the magazine. Once you find it, you let us know. You send us a postcard or something, and it just let us know where it was that you found it, and then we draw 10 people from each issue. And I've got the – I'd like to announce those lucky people because they win a two-pound box of candy that's from the 1950s. And Isn't that great? Oh my gosh! It's and it's a beautiful box too. By the way, it's very cool looking, and it's it's just worth keeping it. And it, it's it's great. So, All right, if, so if it's okay with you, yeah, I'll announce those winners. 
Alrighty, so we have M. Finney from Florida, R. Cushman from Maryland, D. Mahoney from North Dakota, G. Leck from New Jersey, M. Wood from New York, C. Jans from Wisconsin, J. Egberts from Florida, C. Scott from Pennsylvania, K. Willow from Iowa, and D. Dora from Oregon, just all over the country. And C. Amari from Chicago. <laughs> Not yet, but you're, uh, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. <laughs> I can feel it. Tell us about what your favorite uh, articles are in this magazine um, for this issue. Well, I, I have to tell you that the, the shenanigans are probably some of my favorites mm-hmm. um, in this one. They're they're. We asked for them, and we got so many that it was really hard to choose. To be honest, mm-hmm. it was, they were they were just there was all kinds. We've got an article from a little girl. She write well. She's she's not quite a little girl anymore, but she tells about coming of age by crossing the bar. Now that sounds like you know I don't know crossing don't the know bar. What, what does like. that mean? Crossing the bar. Crossing the bar. I know. So when I first read that, I thought, okay, let's let's see what this is. This little tiny girl. It was in her neighborhood, and she needed to do this, and it was over a like a a big creek with no water, <laughs> but a huge ditch, and they had like like a, a electrical. Um, pipes that would go over, and you had to cross the bar to make it in the neighborhood to to hold get your place in the neighborhood. Well, she survived. So, she made it. She survived. She yes, made it. Very cool. <laughs> and the pictures of her, she was she's adorable. But she looks like yeah, I've got to tell you, she looks like she would take anybody on. But we've got <laughs> another story um, about a, a little boy that found a like in a crawl space under his house. I'm sure his parents would love this to know this. And then, um, and they, he was a cap gun battle, and him and his friends would get into this crawl space, and then they would, they would turn off, it was dark, and so they would have the caps, as anybody, we all remember. All the sparks. The sparks. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the story about, that's a a story all by itself, and it was really cute. Yeah. We have lots of stuff. We've got stories, I love the story about the bride, um, learning to, her first learning you know, lesson, cooking lesson from her mother-in-law that was really cute. Lisa could and, use that. Uh, I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> I can't argue. She could definitely use the... <laughs> <laughs> There's just so many things in Oh, this. it's a great magazine. Kathy, it, you, it do, really is. you do such a great job. And you, I know you have oh, a whole team of people, but, you know, it is, it is really a, a wonderful magazine. And I tell you, our listeners, I get emails all the time from our listeners thanking me for uh, making them aware of this magazine all the time. I mean, we get them every single week. People are like, oh, my gosh, I just got my new issue of Good Old Days. I love it. It's amazing. And I read it from cover to cover. And uh, once again, folks, don't miss out when you go to our website, Hollywood360radio.com. You can get a two-year subscription, 12 issues, regularly $71.88, yours for only $18. It's only $9 a year, and you get uh, this magazine for two full years. That's 75% off the cover price, plus they will also send you a free gift. So it's really, I mean, thank you for such a generous offer for our Hollywood 360 listeners. I hope everyone takes advantage of it. Um, But uh, but we got to say bye-bye for now, Kathy, but thank you so much. Come back again soon and tell us about the uh, new issue and uh, keep up the great work, okay? Thank you so much. You all be good. 
Nah, we will. No shenanigans, Carl. Yeah, no shenanigans. Bye, no Kathy. Shenanigans. <laughs> Bye, Kathy. So Kathy much. Lynch, Bye-bye. good old days, our editor of Good Old Days Magazine. She's awesome, and so is the magazine. Check it out. Go to our website. When we come back, it's yours truly, Johnny Dollar. Stick around. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. That's right. You'll get radio rarities now. It's tacked on to the end of the Hollywood 360 show. Oh, my goodness. You get the full five-hour Hollywood 360 show and the 35-minute Radio Rarities. And what is Radio Rarities, Lisa? What is it, Carl? And here's the thing. Who does Radio Rarities? Nobody except for you and me. And, of course, Mike and Carl Shadow. We're a team. And we put this podcast together that has very rare and unique radio shows. Some of them are auditions. Some of them have errors. Some of them have particular stars in them that aren't normally there. There are all sorts of pilot episodes and things you'd never hear anywhere else. And I don't think that anybody else can do what we do because we've got the research from Carl Shadow. We've got the um, producing from Mike Estella. And then, of course, Carl, Carl and I host the show together. And so it's really a truly special podcast. I'm loving it. I'm actually just loving it. Not only the producing of it, Mike, you're doing a great job. Carl Shadow, amazing job writing it. But it's fun to hear it all put together yes. with the show that we're talking about. So we play the show in the 35-minute episode as well. You're going to get chock full of information, oh, yes. tons of information about that very rare radio show. And it's free. This is a free podcast. We put it on the end of Hollywood 360. If you're a, if you're a Classic Radio Club member, it's free. It comes with your membership. Or if you subscribe to the Hollywood 360 podcast, it's part of that. So go to Hollywood360radio.com, Hollywood360radio.com. Subscribe to our uh, podcast, okay? Or join the Classic Radio Club at ClassicRadioClub.com, and, that be, and, and you get that free. All right, Lisa. Johnny Dollar, yours truly, Johnny Dollar. I got to tell you, one of the best series from the golden age of radio. It premiered in 1949. Probably the best-known Johnny Dollar was Bob Bailey. We have an episode starring Bob Bailey for you right now from June 22, 1958, called The Virtuous Mobster Matter, Part 1 of yours truly, Johnny Dollar. From Hollywood, it's time now for... Johnny Dollar. Hi there, Johnny. This is your old pal, Lefty. Lefty? Sure, you remember, Lefty Stemper. Huh? You know, down here in Virtue. Virtue? V-I-R-G-U, Virtue, South Carolina. Oh, sure. Yeah, you remember, me and the boys, we occupied this caraway plantation yeah. down here on the P.D. River. Well, sure, of course. Listen, are you having trouble again with old man Caraway? Oh, no, sir, not a bit. And you know how we stopped them, me and the boys, from making trouble for us? Oh, Lefty. We bought them out, that's how. <laughs> yeah, we give them 100 G's for the place, cash money. Now we own a whole entire plantation. Well, good for you, but now what's your problem? Well, Johnny, we fixed this place up real nice since you've seen it. You know, we spent a lot of dough on it. So? So we want to buy a lot of new insurance on it. Oh, well then hop on over to Georgetown and see your old friend Joe Picatello about it. Old friend, huh? After all, he's your insurance agent. Yeah, is he? Well, sure, of course he is. Didn't he send you all the other insurance you... Lefty... Has something happened to Joe? Yeah, only I don't know what it is. What do you mean? Well, that's just it. I don't know. I, I talked to him on the phone, asked him to come out here. He says, okay. But he don't come. You think somebody's knocked him off? Then 
and I call him again. He says, okay again. He'll be right over. But he still don't come. Well, have you gone over to Georgetown to see him, to see what's the matter? Five, six, maybe even half a dozen times. But every time he ain't there. Lefty, I don't get it. That's what I'm trying to tell you. There's something wrong about it, Johnny. And if I was you, I'd come down here and find out. You know something? I think you're right. Bob Bailey in the exciting adventures of the man with the action-packed expense account. America's fabulous freelance insurance investigator. Yours truly, Johnny Dollar. And now, act one of yours truly, Johnny Dollar. Expense account submitted by Special Investigator Johnny Dollar to the Continental Insurance Company, Home Office, New York, New York. Following is an account of expenses incurred during my investigation of the virtuous mobster matter. Expense account item one, $7.85, train to New York City and taxi to the office of Continental Insurance Company. Fortunately, my contact there, Ben Orloff, was in. Come in, Mr. Dollar, come in. Thanks. How Sit are down. you? Sit down. Thanks. Now, Mr. Orloff... Wait a minute. Uh, don't tell me you never received that check for your services down in South Carolina. Oh, yes, I got that. Why, I had I... that mailed out to you nearly two months ago. Yes, I said I got it. I, eh? uh... Oh. Oh, good. Incidentally, I thoroughly enjoyed your report on that case. The village of Virtue matter, you called it? Uh, yes, So why a group of ex-gangsters should decide to settle in a town called Virtue, I'll never understand. Well, they... Were they really behaving themselves, as your report indicated, or had they been using that old plantation for a sort of hideout? Their records have been cleaned down there for over 20 years now. Is that so? Well, <laughs> well, uh, maybe the answer to organized crime is to give all those fellows a nice, quiet plantation to live on. Yes. Though I must say that when our agent down there, Joseph Picatello... It's about Joe that I've come to talk I to. must say that I was a bit concerned when I found Joe had sold policies to characters like Lefty Stemper and Bully Magoon and Flippy Lackovich. Mr. Orloff... Why, those were the very sort of men that Thomas E. Dewey chased out of New York when he was D.A. some years ago. Mr. Orloff... That was before Dewey became governor, you know. So naturally, I... Uh... What were you going to say about Joe Picatelli? Have you heard from Joe recently? No, no, I don't think I have now that you mention it. Because I just Why? talked over the phone. Wait. You must understand one thing, Mr. Dollar. Oh, what's that? Our office down there in Georgetown is probably the smallest one we have in the whole country. Joe really doesn't handle much business for us, you know. Yes, I understand. I understood that when I talked to him in April. If it weren't for those those mobsters over in Virtue... mobsters Mr. Orland. Well, if it wasn't for them and some of the townspeople to whom we've issued policies, I'd... Mr. Dollar... Has something happened to Joe Picatello? That's what I want to find out. Because now that I think about it... Excuse me. Miss Bailey? Yes, Mr. Orloff? Did you ever get a reply on the Harmon policy from Mr. Picatello in our Georgetown office? No, sir. I've written Mr. Picatello several times now. Thank you. Dollar, we wrote Joe about that Harmon matter over four weeks ago. Well, didn't it occur to you to phone him and find out why he hasn't answered you? But it involves such a small policy that... Uh, yes... Perhaps I'd better try to call him. Miss Bailey? Wait. Yes? Uh, nothing. What? I said nothing. Well, Mr. Dollar? Well, Mr. Orloff, if something has happened to Joe Picatello... Well, look, instead of spreading the alarm, how about if I quietly run on down there? But have you reason to believe something wrong has happened to him? Only from what his clients down there at the plantation have told me over the phone. You... You think perhaps some of his old gangland enemies have got to him? After 20 years, I don't know. 
But if you'll okay my expense account, I'll go down there and see. Well, now, Mr. Dollar... And if you won't, I'll go down there anyway. But there's the danger, too. This might be a very dangerous... Let me... Let me hear from you as soon as you can, Mr. Dollar. Act two of yours truly, Johnny Dollar, in a moment. And now for another episode in the life of Sergeant Donald Bellwether, my husband. Donald, it's your pouring, isn't it? Can you see all right? Oh, yeah, I can see. Those windshield wipers are operating with mechanical perfection. You notice there are no more streaks either since I put on the new rubber blade. You know, I think every driver should have his windshield wipers in good order. It's much safer. It would be much safer if everyone would slow down during wet weather like my husband is doing right now. <laughs> Just being cautious, Reba. We don't want an accident in this downpour. We don't want an accident anytime. Yeah, that's for sure. Well, the experts say that accidents just don't happen. Something causes accidents, and that cause can be prevented. Uh, by the way, dear, in what kind of weather do you think most accidents occur? Oh, I'd say in rain or snowy weather or slippery weather when visibility is impaired. That's the wrong answer, dear. Wrong? Hey, are, you, are you serious? Statistics show that eight out of ten accidents occur when the weather is clear or with a cloudy overcast. Hmm. Are you positive? I wonder why. But, oh, here's our house here. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now, you sit right here, Reba. I'll get out with the umbrella, and then I'll come around and open your door. All right, honey. I wonder why. Wonder why what? Why eight out of ten accidents happen in clear weather. Oh, well, I don't know for sure, Sergeant. But I do know that you drove very carefully tonight in the rain. Thank you. <laughs> now, if everyone drove as carefully during clear, dry weather, there'd be less accidents, I'm sure. Hey, that must be it. People automatically get cautious in the rain and snow. Hmm. Too bad they don't stay that way in good weather. You will, won't you? I mean, drive safely in good weather, too? I promise. Oh, that's my Donald. That's my doll. As a public service announcement there, they actually dramatized it. And uh, this Johnny Dollar, you know, you got to remember, this is a 1958 episode of Yours Truly, Johnny Dollar. I mean, radio was well on its way out, unfortunately. So they they didn't really have sponsors for the show. So it was, um, you know, a public service announcement. This is actually an Iron Forces radio rebroadcast, so maybe that's why. Mm -hmm. But uh, anyway, we're listening to Yours Truly, Johnny Dollar. We'll get back to... This uh, episode called The Virtuous Mobster Matter, starring Bob Bailey as Johnny Dollar in just a few minutes. You know, Johnny Dollar is Mike Costello's favorite radio show, right, Mike? This is true. He loves Johnny Dollar. And I love Boston Blackie, and you love Lucille Ball, my That's favorite true. husband. That's the way it goes. <laughs> All right, we'll be back. Stick around, everyone.
Hi, I'm Carl Amari. If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Shadow, Jack Benny, Gunsmoke, Dragnet, The Whistler, and Abbott and Costello, consider joining the Classic Radio Club. Each month, members receive 10 of the greatest classic radio shows of all time. As curator, the 10 shows I select will be the best sound quality and the most popular, along with a rare show sprinkled in to add to the fun. I'll also send you historical liner notes, plus photos of the radio stars. Members also receive an email each week with a link to the full five-hour Hollywood 360 radio show. The links never expire, so you can listen to Hollywood 360 whenever you'd like. The first month membership fee is only $1, with each additional month under $10. And you can cancel at any time with no obligation. By joining the Classic Radio Club, you're supporting this show, so we thank you very much. Join the Classic Radio Club at ClassicRadioClub.com. That's ClassicRadioClub.com. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Welcome back to the show. We are listening to yours truly, Johnny Dollar, and we'll get back to it in a minute. But uh, we we were talking about radio rarities just a few minutes ago, and then we kind of ran out of time. We weren't able to really go into it, but um, super excited about it. It's something that we, um, you know, Lisa and I were talking about hosting a podcast together, right? We do the show together, and we were like, hey, Let's let's create a podcast. We do the show, which is then podcast, but let's actually create a podcast. And Michael produce it. And uh, maybe if it's about classic radio, we'll have Carl Shadow write it because he's he's a uh, really uh, an expert on the golden age of radio. Great archivist and expert. He really knows his stuff. And so it all came to us. Well, right? no, it took were some we time. Driving, were we driving in the car? We were always driving in the car. I know. But it took some time because ultimately, not at the beginning, we decided to create something that nobody else has. Right. And at first we were going to do some other, we had some other ideas. And ultimately I said, you know, there's so many podcasts out there and the market is so saturated that I think for it to be successful it's going to need to be unique. And we don't want to be competing with, you know, 20 other podcasts that do something similar, even though we would have our own spin. I really thought it had to be something different. And that's when. Yeah. And we were going we through all kinds it. of stuff. We were thinking of all, <laughs> all kinds sorts of, things. of things. But then we thought, you know what? What about all the rare radio programs that are out there? What about all the shows, all the pilots and all the very unique programs? In fact, we just played a Coming up soon, you're going to hear a Philip Marlowe episode that's one of a kind. It's like, right. you know, what what happened? We go into the whole, the, all the detail of why this happened on this episode. It's, it, we're very detailed. And, yeah. and when you're done, you're going to feel like an expert. Yeah. And so if you appreciate classic radio, I think you'll appreciate it even more when you're educated on what was going on, on the background, on the stars, on the history of the time, and some of the special events that go on during the show. Yeah. And it'll make you kind of, you know, similar to Carl, and you'll be an expert or an aficionado on classic radio. You're starting to really know this stuff too, Lisa, so well, kudos sure. to you. Well, you know, I've been hanging out with you way <laughs> too long. Way, yeah, I'll <laughs> say, for sure. But then we decided, you know, let's take all of these rare radio shows that we have, and we have thousands of them literally thousands of rare radio shows and let's let's just highlight one every week and we'll call the show radio rarities and so we have done i think 12 13 
I'm trying to think how many we've done. Oh, 13. I think we've done. No, no, we've oh. done like 15. Oh, well, 15 we do episodes. it in four, so it has yeah. to be 16. All right, 16. <laughs> we've done, oh, yeah, Mike, 16. Mike is saying we've done 16. Yeah, yeah. And so here's what we do. The show is produced every week. It's a fully produced program where, they, where we actually play the radio show we're talking about as well. And we tack it on to the end of the Hollywood 360 radio show podcast. Now, if you are a podcast subscriber, if you're a Hollywood 360 podcast subscriber, you'll notice it's on there. It's right at the end. So there's nothing else you need to do. If you're a podcast subscriber of Hollywood 360, you're getting the show each and every week, every Monday sent right to your email. So make sure you're listening to it. And the links never expire. So you can listen to them anytime you want. Now, if you are not a podcast subscriber of Hollywood 360 and you want to get the full five-hour Hollywood 360 show plus the Radio Rarity show, just go to our website, Hollywood360radio.com. It's Hollywood360radio.com and sign up. Now, if you're a classic radio club member, you will also notice you're getting this sent to you every Monday. And if you're not a classic radio club member... Go to ClassicRadioClub.com, ClassicRadioClub.com. With that, you get an extra 10 shows sent to you each and every month. So that's like the that's like the enchilada, right? That's the whole enchilada if you're a Classic Radio Club member because you get everything. You get the 10 shows. You get the booklet that has uh, all of the detail on the shows. You get the Hollywood 360 podcast. You get the Radio Rarities podcast. You get it all when you are a Classic Radio Club member classicradioclub.com. If you have any questions about all of that information, you are welcome to post on Facebook or message us on Facebook, and we'll be sure to to, uh, have a conversation and set everything straight. Yeah, and last week I took a bite out of the uh, ice cream cake that you guys got (laughs) me. And we got a lot of of people that uh, commented on that. So thank you. I really appreciate it. It was a lot of fun reading all of those. And it was fun celebrating your birthday. Yeah, a lot of fun. All right, we're listening to yours truly, Johnny Dollar, June 22nd, 1958. The Virtuous Mobster Matter with... uh, I believe the best uh, bo- uh, the best Johnny Dollar of them all. And there were a lot of a lot of actors that played Johnny Dollar over the run, but Bob Bailey was the best. He had a great great voice. He just really embodied the character. Let's get back to it now. Yours truly, Johnny Dollar. And now act 2 of Yours Truly, Johnny Dollar and the Virtuous Mobster Matter. Expense account item two, $28 even, transportation and incidentals, New York City to Georgetown, South Carolina. It was late when I pulled into the prosperous little southern community, and it was dark, pitch dark. Item three, 50 bucks deposit on a rental car. Item four, 70 cents for a sandwich and a Coke at an all-night diner. Then I drove over to Joe Picatello's on a side street near the park. The small frame building that served as both office and living quarters for Joe was dark. But in the hope he might be asleep in his little apartment up above, I knocked. answer. Until I was about to turn and go back to my car, there was the sound of a door slamming somewhere inside, but still no light showed. I knocked again. Then, faintly, I heard footsteps approaching. But why hadn't Joe turned on a light in there? Yeah? What do you want? Joe! Yeah? Joe, open up. It's Johnny Dollar. Johnny who? Johnny Dollar, insurance investigator, you know. Investigator? That's what you said? Are you kidding? What's the matter with you, pal? Open up. Yeah. Sure. 
Hiya, Joe. What's the idea of no lights in here? You forget to pay your bill or something? Maybe. What do you want? What? Investigate, he said, Willie. Did you hear that? Willie? Yeah, I heard. Hey, what is this? Don't move. Huh? Oh, no, you don't. Oh. All right, Willie, I got his gun. I hit him again. Yeah. Again. Once more. Okay, okay. There he is. I'd like a light. Yeah. What do you want I should do with him now? Huh? You crazy, Willie? You mean you don't... No! Okay, but if I blast him here, it's going to make a lot of noise. And if anybody... Hey, it's a car. Coming down the street. Investigator, he said. No, he wouldn't be working alone. Come on, out the back way. But I know who's going Shut to up, stay here. Shut up, let's get out of here. I don't, don't, don't see no lights on, Lefty. Well, maybe Joe's went to bed, if he's there. He didn't answer the phone when you c- called him. Listen, Flippy, Johnny Dollar told me I should come down here and look for Joe myself. So come on, we'll see. Oh, well, well, whatever you say, Lefty. Only I th- thought that uh, Johnny was coming down here himself to... <clears throat> huh? Hey, look, the store's open. Yeah, yeah, you you look well, what, well, what I stepped on. Joe. Joe, what happened to you? That, that, that ain't Joe. It's, it's Johnny Dollar. Johnny Dollar. Hey, you're right, Flippy. Somebody must... Listen, get away. Oh, Johnny. Johnny. <sighs> Johnny, it's me. It's me, Lefty. Lefty? And me, 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 Flippy. Johnny, okay? You all right? Yeah, I... Oh, holy... Oh, that, that done this to you, Johnny. Yeah, we'll murderize him. Hey, Flippy, turn on some lights. Yeah, yeah, sure. What the hell happened in here? You know who done this to you, Johnny? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah? It, it was... Hey, come here, Flippy. Help me lay him up on the sofa. Sure, sure, Lefty. Easy, easy. Yeah. Believe it, but uh, I could see him in the light from the street. Who? who? Joe. What? Joe Pigatello. Smokey Pigatello done this to you? Another guy with him. Called him Willie. Willie the Lump? Why? Why did he do it? I don't know. Acted very strange when he came to the door. But I don't get it. He was my pal. He was your pal. And well, Willie the Lump with him. That, that, that's what I don't get. It means he's went back. That's what it means. He's went back to the old racket, dope smuggling. No, no, no. Yeah, him and Willie the Lump was partners in the old days. But, but t- t- 20 years, Joe's b- b- been straight, Lefty. L- like you and me and Bully Magoon. Yeah, for 20 years, you and me and Bully, the only guns we ever used was for hunting, for killing snakes. But not no more. What do you mean, Lefty? Joe Pigatello done this to you, Johnny. Means only one thing. There's only one thing we can do. No. He's right, Johnny. No, no, Lefty. Yeah, Johnny. First, we take you back to the plantation where you get all right again. No, no, listen to me. Then we find Joe Pigatello. Flip and bully and me. No. And we do. Huh? Well, now, what are you punks doing here, huh? Hey. Joe. That's right. Who'd you expect? What's the big idea? All right, don't move. Because, Joe, I'm going to blast your head off. 
Act three of yours truly, Johnny Dollar, in a moment. Do you know who said, every individual in society has certain powers, rights, and privileges which no other individual can justly abridge or destroy? Those words were written by Noah Webster, the man who compiled America's first great dictionary. Mr. Webster knew that if the country which he had seen come into being were to succeed, the rights of the individual have to be protected. Each person is entitled to certain basic rights, powers, and privileges which must not be taken away because of the whim of someone with greater power. In the United States, the individual is important regardless of his wealth, power, or position. The importance of the individual is closely linked to the American tradition. Remember the words of Noah Webster. They are part of your American heritage. The rights and privileges of the individual must be preserved. And now, Act Three of yours truly, Johnny Dollar and the Virtuous Mobster Matter. Say the atmosphere was tense there in Joe Pigatello's office in Georgetown, South Carolina, would be the understatement of the week. After the beating I'd taken from the ex-gangster and one of his pals, my old friends Lefty and Flippy had come in and found me there. And they couldn't understand why Joe had done this to me. Unless... It means he's went back. That's what it means. Went back to the rackets. Oh, Willie, the lump was with him. Him and Willie was partners in the old days. Dope, not So the two of them swore to get Joe. And then suddenly we looked up to see someone standing in the doorway. Joe. It was Joe Picatello. That's right. Now, who'd you expect and what the... All right, I... don't move. Because, Joe, I'm gonna blast your head off. Oh, now, put that thing down, Lefty. Don't move. What is this, Lefty? A gag or something? Is it a gag what you've done to Johnny Dollar? Huh? Johnny. I said one move and I'll give it to you. Johnny. Turn around, Joe, or I'll shoot you in the back, you dirty... What did they do to you, Johnny? Listen, Joe. Lefty. Lefty, I'll kill you for this. What are you talking about, you dirty rat? Wait, wait, Lefty. Johnny's my pal. Like you used to be before you went back in the rackets. Went back in the rackets? Yeah, yeah, with that uh, dope hound with Willie the Lump. What do you know about Willie the Lump? Plenty. Now that you're back with him. You're crazy. It's no good, Joe, because Johnny recognized you. You and Willie the Lump when you waked him over. And I tell you that I had... 20 years, you and Bully and Flippy and me, we showed we could do it straight. We could be respectable. Me and the boys at the plantation, you down here. But now you're spoiled. You're ruining it for all of us. Look, will you listen? So don't move. We made a deal. You and me and the boys. Twenty years ago, if anybody slips, anybody breaks up our respectable life, he gotta go. Was that the deal? Yeah, yeah, that was the deal. But you don't know what you're talking about when you say I'm going back. All in right, the... so you, your lousy scum, you not only go back, you do this to Johnny Dollar, my friend, the guy who believed lefty, in us. Lefty. So for that, you gotta go. Lefty, listen. Now, Joe. Right. Lefty. Give me a gun, Lefty. No, Johnny. That, that, that was the deal. You ever use a gun on a man, you'll go up for the rest of your life. Johnny, it's for you. I'm killing him. Hand it over, Lefty. Okay, thanks. You see, it it wasn't Joe who worked me over. Why? I thought it was. It, it looked like him. It, it sounded like him. And it was him. Look at his hands, his face, his clothes. Is this the man I fought with in here five minutes ago? Sure, maybe I did get the worst of it with two of them on top of me. But believe me, I cut them up some, too. He's right, Lefty. Yeah. yeah but then I don't... Look, if it wasn't him... The twin. The twin! You're right, Lefty. It must be the twin. The, the 
twin here? All right, boys. Let me in on it, too, uh, will you? Shep Larko, the twin they called him. That's what the law called him. Called him and Joe, the twins. Because they looked like each other. They talked like each other. <laughs> they was always the alibi for each other. But, but, but what's Shep Larko doing here? I, I, I can't tell you, Flippy. Not yet. All right, Joe. All right. I believe you. About not working over Johnny here. Because of what he says about, well, about you know me, it must up. But if you and Shep are back in the racket... I'm not, Lefty. That's straight. No. All right, then tell me. Where you been? I, I, I can't tell you. Three, four weeks now, we don't know where you are. The insurance company don't know where you are. Well? I, I can't tell you. Now, now listen. Oh, uh, you listen. You listen. If Shep and Willie have been here, they'll be coming back. Why? Yeah, Joe, why? I can't tell you. I, I, I can't tell you. Huh? All right. Listen. We're listening, Joe. The, the, the Secret Service. Huh? Well, after those killings up in Baltimore. During that smuggling job? Yeah, Johnny. They knew the twins, Shep Locker and Willie. Well, the boys in Washington knew they did it. But they didn't know where to find them. Well, go on, Joe. So they spread the way. Uh, the Secret Service spread the way. That I knew where Shep and Willie were. That, that I would lead them to them. You knew where they was, huh? No, but the law boys knew that would flush them out. Get Shep and Willie out looking for me. Gunning for me. And the Secret Service didn't keep you undercover? Yeah, until today, back in Washington. But I talked to you on your phone right here. Oh, the line was rigged through to Washington. You said until today, Joe. Yeah, because Shep and Willie didn't show. The law boys had to make them show. So then they sent you here as living bait? Yeah. And they passed the word that you'd be here? That's it, Johnny. That's why Shep and Willie were waiting here when you came. That's why they'll come back now that I'm here. Boy, you stuck your neck out for the sake of going straight. I couldn't help myself. The, the Secret Service rigged it on me. Guy named Phillips. But now you're all in it. So, Flippy, turn out the lights. Yeah, and let's get out of here. Uh, what? Oh, listen, we was crooks, but never killers. But it's killers that's coming to get Joe. What do you mean, Lefty? But they won't... And they won't get you, Johnny. Sorry, Lefty, I can't move. Then we're staying. For you and Joe. Yeah, right. So turn out the lights, Flippy. You're too late, boys. Shep! The, the twin! That's right. Your old pal, Shep Larko. Keep a rat on him, Willie. Don't worry, Shep. Investigator, huh, Dollar? Only a secret service, ain't it? Is it? I knew we should have killed you when we had you, Dollar. But we thought these boys driving up was reinforcements. Ha! <laughs> reinforcements. We should have known the Secret Service wasn't that bright. All right, Willie, frisk him while I keep this gun on him. Sure. No, none of you trying to... Not Dollar. We got his gun. Oh. Okay. Just what do you intend doing, Shep? They're clean, Shep. What do you think? All right. Joe gets it first. Put your gun up close so it don't make no noise. Go ahead, Willie. Yeah. <laughs> You got them both. And I thought you couldn't move. Yeah, but boy. Thanks, Johnny. Thanks. Thank Lefty for giving me his gun when I asked for it, Joe. Oh. Hey, look. Any of you guys know a good doctor? Yeah, I've said it before and I say it again. In this insurance business, you never know what you'll run into. Expense account total, including a flock of medical expenses and the trip back to Hartford, $174 even. Yours truly, Johnny Dollar. Hello? 
Yours truly, Johnny Dollar, starring Bob Bailey, originates in Hollywood and is produced and directed by Jack Johnstone, who also wrote today's story. Heard in our cast were Gene Tatum, Jack Crucian, Les Tremaine, Billy Hallop, Frank Gerstle, and Gil Stratton, Jr. Be sure to join us next week, same time and station, for another exciting story of yours truly, Johnny Dollar. This is Roy Rowan speaking. That is yours truly, Johnny Dollar, June 22nd, 1958. And, uh, yeah, that was uh, towards the end of the run, Lisa. It, had, it stayed on the air till about 62, so it had another four years. I mean, it just hung on, took a grip, said, I'm never leaving. You're never going to get rid of me. That's what I always say to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in that cast, Billy, uh, Billy Hallop, he was one of the dead-end kids in the movies and uh, did some radio. He was doing some radio as well. Les Tremaine, who was Mr. First Nighter in the cast. Great cast. Bob Bailey as Johnny Dollar. Hope you enjoyed that. Time for this month in music history. And uh, we are going back to the 1950s Mm. for this edition, just to have a little bit of fun. And here is your first song. See if you recognize it. I can think of younger days. This is from the 50s? No. Um, No, this is the wrong clip. Go Oh, wrong clip. <laughs> this is not right. the right song. I was song. like, that's not from the 50s. Let's try this again. Take two. Take two. Live radio. Let's go back to 1958. Now this sounds this like 1950s. Dream, 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 when I want you in my arms. This is, uh, I'll tell you who this is. Okay. This is, um, this is, uh, yes, Billy, this is Holiday, uh, um, I'm just going to say yes, that's right. Wait. So this is called All I Have to Do is Dream, and it was made famous by Buddy Holly. the Everly Brothers, oh, so Everly close, Brothers. 1958. I stink. Yeah, you do. Well, you know, 50s <laughs> is before my time, I'm taking a wild guess, you know. Yeah, so that must be the This is the Everly Brothers? It is. Wow. Doesn't it just sound like 1958? Oh, yeah. It just has a different feel. Yeah, that's what the song sounded like. Yeah, well, we've got a few more. Every hour, we've got some more uh, great 1950s songs. What what year was this? 1958. Same year as the uh, radio show we just played. That's right. See how that works? Yeah, you just, you planned all that, right? Yes, I did. Sure you did. I always plan that. Sure you did. I'm a planner. Sure. Uh, All right. Thanks, Lisa. Okay, thanks, I like the song. I do, too. Even though it's not uh, Buddy Holly. No, it's not. Um, (laughs) Everly Brothers. All right, more of Hollywood 360 after this. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. In our next hour, it's a Western episode of Fort Laramie, and we'll also play Beat the Host, right, Lisa? That's right. It's going to be all about Olivia Newton-John. We will honor her. And so uh, if you are a fan, and I think uh, pretty much everyone is. Sandy! That's right. Sandy! Uh, You can give us a call at 312-642-5600. We're looking for caller number eight. All right. All right, a little Olivia Newton-John beat the host, true or false. All right, we'll see you soon.
Well, hi, I'm Lori LeBay, and I wanted to tell you about Alzheimer's Speaks, which is another great podcast. You see, my own mother lived with dementia for 30 years, and I felt lost. Did you know every three seconds someone in the world is being diagnosed with dementia? Odds are it's going to hit your families too. We want to help you connect to services, products, tools, research, and stories so you can be prepared. Please subscribe to Alzheimer's Speaks on your favorite podcast platform.